Well, we're on our final step of our 10-part series, How to Destroy the World in 10 Simple Steps. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about an interesting one, which is totalitarianism. Yeah. And so um, this topic, I think, is going to kind of help us get an idea of how to put all of this together. So, Brandon, tell, tell us about that. How do, how do we make sense? How do we make this one cohesive uh, thing? Yeah, I think as we're, as we're looking at all these beliefs in their you know, totality, I guess, as they mm -hmm. combine all of them, what you should be seeing is how all of these are essentially building a modern religion. Right. That's what's happening. So it starts with postmodernism, this denial of truth, and Marxism, mm -hmm. this um, you know, class warfare. It used to be based more on income. Now it's based more upon skin color or other sort of external things. Um, but really, this is a secular religion, right? There's this belief in original sin. Yep. Every belief system has something that says, well, this is what's wrong with us. This is our sin problem, as we call it as Christians. Mm -hmm. But they would call it, right, maybe suppression of your sexuality or your identity right. or your inborn racism or your inherited guilt from your ancestors because of racist acts or whatever it might be, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a belief in original sin. There's a belief in judgment of some kind. It looks different in different, you know, areas of these belief systems. Right. But one of the big ones we can point to, which we haven't really addressed in in these conversations is climate change mm -hmm. right obviously a yeah. whole can of worms there but i think we should all be able to agree despite how you might see our our you know actions impacting the environment as christians we should see this this talk of the world's going to end in 12 years as mm -hmm. we heard like five years ago right all of this um this sort of apocalyptic language mm -hmm. from secular people is a form of well, it's hysteria, but it's also mm -hmm. very religious yeah. that we've done something wrong. And so the, there's going to be judgment, not from a mm -hmm. knowing creator or personal creator, but from the universe itself, Mother Earth, you might call it. So there's a belief right. in judgment. There's a belief in redemption, mm -hmm. right? Maybe it's confessing your phobias or your biases, um, maybe yeah. be part of some social justice movement. People do it in these yeah, big public displays mm -hmm. and everything, almost like giving a, a testimony of how they came out of maybe like conservatism ideals or yeah. kind of those yeah. type of things. Like, oh, now I'm awake and now I'm enlightened. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Know? And even the Maoist struggle sessions that we've seen, mm -hmm. right? Um, that was a, a characteristic of, of Maoist communism was you'd have to come out and you know do penance essentially for these these crimes. But we've seen that with some public yeah. figures recently. They say the wrong thing and they have to you know get in front of people and say I'm learning and I'm growing and I'll be more diverse or whatever it might yeah. be. Yeah, people are but, teaching me about all this stuff. It's like kind of it's scary to yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, so there's like different steps of atonement or redemption. It's very. I mean, I would say it's very Catholic in the sense of you have to say right. the Hail Marys, you have to chant the things, you have to do yep. whatever. Um, and I see many modern protests as essentially being church services. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mentioned this years back on, on this YouTube channel, but um, really, I mean, what, what's happening is people are getting together with a common mission, mm -hmm. right? And they're usually chanting something. They're yeah. right there. There's Got a liturgy. You have, yeah. to, you, have to, you have to do certain things. You have to say certain things. Um, there's a whole experience. It's very emotional. Um, yeah, sometimes it even is singing, right? But it's this group gathering for this religious purpose. Yeah. And then there's also a belief in, in heaven in these belief systems, right? Mm -hmm. In these ideologies, which is not a literal heaven like we would think of it most often, but it's, it's utopia. It's if you yep. do certain things, if we can just get rid of 
that problem or pass these laws to end racism mm -hmm. or end whatever transphobia, whatever it might be, that we can enter into a secular version of heaven, utopia. And, and what we said is scary about that is the idea that anyone that's standing in the way of utopia is a threat to that. And I think that's yeah. part of the reason why these people become so angry with anyone yeah. who challenge any of these ideals, right? Because it's like, Absolutely. oh, you're stopping perfection. You're stopping us from gaining utopia. You're stopping yeah. progress, yeah. yeah. And of course, the funny thing about utopia is that it's literally a combination of two Greek words, ou meaning no, and tapas meaning place. <laughs> so it, it literally means nowhere. Yeah. And that was kind of the original idea, but it can't exist. But mm -hmm. in our secular religion, we're going to get there. We're just mm -hmm. a few policies or a few steps away from utopia, and we need to get rid of those bad people that are keeping us from that. And so the, the way that, that this religion is making its way into culture mm -hmm. is in this form, I think, it's gr a growing trend toward totalitarianism. Yeah, so so explain that. What, what exactly do you mean by totalitarianism? Yeah, yeah. So, How does that take shape? <clears throat> yeah, so some, some might think when I, when I say totalitarianism that I'm saying authoritarianism, mm -hmm. and those are different things, right? So authoritarianism is this. Um, this hand of the government, the government coercing and threatening certain behaviors. Mm -hmm. And that very often is true in totalitarianism. Um, but so with, with authoritarianism, you can think more of George Orwell's 1984, right? Complete control under the thumb of the government. So that's sort of a, an authoritarian, totalitarian system. Where yeah. So totalitarianism, meaning every part of your life has to be in conformity to the ideology. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about. Um, but what we have now, I think, is better called soft totalitarianism. That's what's growing. And I get that term from Rod Dreher's book, Live Not By Lies, which if you haven't read it, you absolutely should. I recommend yeah. it a lot. It's a really, really interesting book. And Dreher talks about soft totalitarianism, which is when an ideology takes center stage in a culture mm -hmm. and it begins to essentially shape the entire community and everything has to be brought under submission to that ideology. Yeah. So it's not necessarily there's some sort of, you know, top down enforcement of this, right. at least not right away. But it's that the entire culture, all traditions have to be shaped by this ideology. Mm -hmm. uh, anything that doesn't accord with the ideology has to be eradicated, has to be attacked. Yeah. And truth it's sh itself is shaped by what the ideology says. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, th think about just quick fire examples of kind of ways we've seen this real quick is, um, I mean, what is our media pushing out mm -hmm. constantly? Um, what is what kind of flag is flying at the White House right yeah. now? Too, you know, we see like everything has to be under this ideology, and yeah, through this whole series, I'm sure you've seen it, and we've we've been talking about one topic and kind of dipped into others, you know, because yeah. it's all so interconnected. Well, it, you mentioned a flag. A flag is a really interesting thing because historically speaking, if a if another entity or a foreign government has their flag flying over your city, yeah. that means they have completely dominated you yeah. and you are now ruled by them. That's mm -hmm. what that has mm -hmm. always meant. Yeah. Right? We own you. Yep. So when you see the the president replacing or this governor, whoever, right? It's happened mm -hmm. at every level of government, yeah. replacing the American flag mm -hmm. with the pride flag, or the, now it's the transgender flag, right? Yeah. Um, that's a very significant thing. Yeah. Like that is, oh, it's a message. That's incredible. Yeah. And so that's part of this totalitarianism. It's not anyone necessarily saying, do this, at least yet, yeah, do this or you'll be mm -hmm. punished. Mm -hmm. It's, hey, this is kind of what we have to do because you wouldn't want to be out of step with progress or 
uh, tolerance or whatever the word might be. Yeah, absolutely. But really it is this ideology dominating everything. Yeah. So a few, a few markers of this soft totalitarianism would be helpful. So one, I've already mentioned a couple of these or dip my toe into them, but one is that search for utopia. And utopia is, in this way of thinking, is really about feelings. Mm-hmm. That's really what, what yeah. it's primarily about. It's about insulation from harm. Uh, you know, think of safe spaces on your university campus would be a great mm-hmm. example. We're headed towards probably less like 1984 and more like Brave New World. Mm-hmm. If you've read the book, um, my wife didn't like the book. I, I liked it. It was pretty good. But Brave New World is more about um, the society that has kind of willfully entered into bondage mm-hmm. be, you know, through Soma, which is this drug that has no side effects. So you can take this drug and feel happy. Um, you can go to the feelies, which are these movies. Essentially, it's like <laughs> pornography is kind of the idea. Huh. Um, there's, you know, you can have sex with anybody. There's no consequences. You know, birth control yeah. is ubiquitous. So th- that's kind of, I think, more of what we're headed towards. Or for the more popular level mm-hmm. would be the movie WALL-E. Yeah. That's kind of what we're headed towards. Your wife did is, like that one. <laughs> I <Yeah>. think so. <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, you have a screen in front of you. You're gorging yourself yeah. on food. Same idea. Yeah. But it's not that we've been enslaved by anybody top down it's that mm-hmm. we've just given ourselves over to oh, complete control yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. Um, this is what Roger says in his book and I, I will a lot of what we're talking about today is shaped by that book live not by lies so I want to give credit where credit's due but this is from the book he says the old totalitarianism conquered societies through fear of pain the new one will conquer primarily through manipulating people's love of pleasure and fear of discomfort hmm. so instead of being about Top down fear of pain. You better, uh, you know, get in line. This yeah. is about well, I wouldn't want to, you know, lose pleasure or feel discomfort, and so I'm going to go along with this just so I can kind of live a, a happy, comfortable life. Yeah. So we, that that's what's happening right now. Yeah, we see that a lot. I, I've yeah. known a lot of people who are like, I don't know if I buy into all this, but like, I'm not going to risk yeah. speaking out against it. You know? Yeah. And, and it, obviously, we get that, right? Like, yeah. well, what, what do I gain? I'm just one person. What should I? I can go along against use the pronouns, or I can do whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll talk about more about that later. But that is a huge problem, right? Even if it feels like it's not. Right. So utopia is one uh, marker of that. And just to be clear, biblically speaking, this utopia can never be gained by human effort. Mm-hmm. Because when the fall happened in Genesis 3, the, the consequence is all of humanity is sinful, mm-hmm. right? And the world itself is broken. Right. So if you're trying to seek utopia by human effort, it's always going to be tainted by human sin. So the more progress we have, the more technology, the more advancement, the more that's going to be used for evil as mm. well as for good. Yeah. We're always going to be missing the mark because we are not God. We cannot save ourselves. Right. So we have to see that desire for cosmic justice or for utopia or whatever it is mm-hmm. as what it is, which is a, a, it's a desire God's put in our heart, but it can only be satisfied and fulfilled by him. Yeah. It's meant to lead us to say, oh, we can't do this. We need a God who can. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's so true and good to remember. Well, what's a what's another mark of totalitarianism? Uh, another another big mark, which is probably maybe the defining mark, is the manipulation of truth. Yeah. So this totalitarianism, the soft totalitarianism, is all about making you believe and say things that you know are not true, so that they they can, whoever the powers that be are can have control over the truth. And so the best metaphor for this, and you hear it all the time, 
is the emperor's new clothes, right? Yeah. The old Hans Christian Andersen um, fairy tale or story, right? Which if you don't know what it's about, just in brief form, these two con men come to the emperor mm-hmm. and they say, we're the greatest clothing designers or tailors, whatever, mm-hmm. in the kingdom. And we're going to make you a, a splendid robe. And so they start to build this. But what they say is, well, this is, this is magical. And so anyone who's beneath their station can't see the clothes we're making. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they're not making anything. They're just pretending. But the emperor goes in and he, does, he feels insecure. He doesn't want to let people know that he's you know, not worthy of his position. So mm-hmm. he pretends to see the clothes and so on down. Everyone in fear, insecurity, says, oh, yeah, beautiful clothes. Those are amazing. Until the emperor is finally displayed you know, in his underwear uh, <laughs> on this day to reveal the clothes. Everyone's gasping and ooing and aahing except for the youngest boy, smallest boy in the kingdom who says the emperor's got no clothes on. Yeah. And then the illusion is gone. The con men are already away with yeah. all this wealth, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that is exactly what's happening, right? Yeah. This is 1984. This is a quote from 1984. The party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. Mm. That's what we're having now, right? Say that, you know, up is down, down is up. Say that men are women and women are men, right? Mm-hmm. Say, say these things are good that are clearly not good, yeah. that we can see at every level are not good. Affirm them and say them, and that's loving, right? Yeah. That's, that's tolerance, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's been so many times where we'll hang out and we'll talk about like something going on in the world and we'll just say, the emperor has no clothes. Like, what is going yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Every, I can't, everyone can't knows believe, it. Yeah. Everyone knows. I mean, oh. 95, per, there are people that are truly like truly religious zealots that right. are bought in and they believe mm-hmm. that. But most people, they know that this mm-hmm. is, and it's really out of this fake compassion yeah. that they continue to go along with the lies. Mm-hmm. And it's not real Sad. compassion, right? Because compassion is defined by God and he calls us to tell the truth and love. So truth yep. and love. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah 5, verse 20 to 23 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine and valiant men and mixing strong drink, who acquit the guilty for a bribe and deprive the innocent of his right. So many things in this passage apply to this conversation. Obviously, the yeah. big one being, if you call good evil and evil good, woe to you, right? Meaning mm. it's your funeral. Like, yeah. you're dead. Um, but also, you know, I, I think verse 22 is interesting. Woe to those who are heroes at mixing wine. So there's, a, there's an elevation right now of kind of the worst traits in humanity mm-hmm. and making heroes out of them. Yeah. I, saw, I saw one uh, just the other day from the Department of Defense, Mm-hmm. Their official Twitter, right? Did you see this one? I don't know if I did. And it was this obvious man who thinks he's a woman, yes, right? I so did it's, see I guess, that. a trans yeah. woman. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was how he's a hero, how mm-hmm. he's so great and so authentic, all these things. So it reminds me of this, right? Where mm-hmm. you're heroes. It's not hard to for a guy to, to dress in drag. Yeah. I mean, that's not, yeah. there's no accomplishment there. Yeah. And in fact, it's, it's you know, neglecting <laughs> true virtue, mm-hmm. but we're praising that, right? And mm-hmm. so we're, we're trying to upend everything mm-hmm. in order so that we can be gods. It, it changed real quick from let us just do our own thing, you know, stop worrying about us to 
you have to celebrate yes, this. You have to celebrate you know, it. There's yep. been a huge shift. Yep. You know? Let's take a month or three, you know, in, yeah. in the summer and let's celebrate it. <laughs> so the manipulation of truth is so essential. And just know, I heard someone say this a while back, but as soon as you affirm the, the lie that they want you to affirm, they're going to make you say the opposite. Mm-hmm. That's, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not about just acceptance or love or, mm-hmm. oh, can't we just all agree that this man is actually a woman? Right. It really is about dominating our minds and our souls yeah. with lies. Mm-hmm. That's at least, again, we always distinguish between those who are the, the people that are being deceived, right? the people that are uh, in those communities that truly believe because they've been lied to, and yeah. the people that are the influencers who are pushing these lies in order to destroy souls and to dominate people with with these lies. So you have to distinguish that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one. Manipulation of truth is probably central. Also, the use of technology is going to be more and more significant. It already is very significant. Mm-hmm. And obviously, a lot of people are raising you know warnings about this. Yeah. But the lack of privacy, the government can essentially see everything that you do. Um, that's going to be a problem, growing problem in the future. Uh, censorship is a huge one. Right, we're we're posting this on a platform, YouTube, right, which could ban us tomorrow. I mean, it could ban us yeah. for this video. I think this video probably goes against, you know, their Couple terms of service guidelines. Right? Or yeah. but, so, but it's like we're not we're not here to just you know yeah. hide from those truths. But that's that's a problem. That's a problem that we're going to have to face more and more. And we could we could even talk about all of entertainment in terms of technology. Yeah, Inter- yeah. so much entertainment's available, but it's all now dominated by you have to agree with some narrative or some story. It could totally. be as simple as a commercial, could be a mm-hmm. kids movie, a video game, whatever yeah. it might be. It needs to somehow promote perverted sexuality or. Mm-hmm. Um, this view that you know uh, white people are inherently racist and bad or yeah. whatever it might be. Well, because now you have an army of people who are so bought into the ideology yeah. that if a commercial doesn't include a certain amount of a certain kind of person, right? Yeah. They'll be like, well, why was it this? Like, why didn't you include this person and that? You know? For sure. Yeah. So like, there's and Hollywood now has essentially quotas, right? These they're yeah. as, they're assigned by the Academy for mm-hmm. uh, whatever the Academy Awards guys. I don't care, mm-hmm. but you know they have now. If you want to be nominated for an award, you yeah. have to have so many minorities. You have to have so many LGBT yeah. people. So there ha- like that's that's really interesting, and it's also going to essentially push this in every part of our culture. Yeah, absolutely. They're like, well, you can put like a white straight Christian male in your movie or whatever, but like you're not going to get any awards for it. Yeah. You know, exactly, it's yeah. Like, so well, it's there's no incentive. Right? I mean, to, I, I don't yeah. care much about acting. Yeah. But yeah. personally, but I know for our culture, if you're saying mm-hmm. certain classes, uh, it's, a weird, it's a weird term, yeah. wrong term, but certain types of people based mm-hmm. upon shallow characteristics are not going to be allowed in as many movies mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's going to amplify and this, this, you know, back, there's going to be backlash against that. That's what I'm scared yeah. of. Right. Yeah. Is that you keep, you keep creating a divisions and hatred. It's going to result in more divisions and hatred. Yeah. Yeah. But Absolutely. anyway, that's, that's a different uh, conversation maybe, <laughs> but the, the next marker of this soft totalitarianism that is so important to see accurately is there's always claims of compassion. Every, I mean, every communist society in history 
has been premised on this. If you're really compassionate, mm -hmm. you would want those people who are powerful and rich mm -hmm. to be forced to give their money to others, right? We're talking about economic Marxism. Mm -hmm. um, and it always ends up in certain people in power that are murdering people by the millions. That's yeah. what it always happens, yeah. right? <laughs> Strange. If they have the power. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, not every communist society is, is capable of murdering millions, but there's always, mm -hmm. I mean, ho horrific violence and terrible things that happen because it stokes hatred and envy and all these things. But there's always this claim of compassion, and we see that all the time. And so we have to be in tune with that and think, well, we're not going to call something compassionate that God wouldn't call compassionate. Yeah. If it's a lie, it's not compassionate. Mm -hmm. It may feel good. That's not what compassion is. It's yeah. defined by the God of the universe, who is also the source of truth. And then the last thing is this praise of progress. Mm -hmm. is obviously so common in yeah, this soft totalitarianism absolutely. is it's always about moving forward. It's about abandoning the certain guidelines or restrictions of the past and moving towards this utopia. Yeah. Um, and I, a couple of, you know, fun quotes about progress. Um, that I think are really helpful. GK Chesterton said, when men have come to the edge of a precipice, it is the lover of life who has the spirit to leap backwards and only the pessimist who continues to believe in progress. So if you get to the edge of a cliff, <laughs> progress is not the way to go anymore. Right. And we're, I mean, I don't know if we're off the cliff, halfway down the cliff. I mean, yeah. it, we may, it may be too late in a lot of ways, but we should be thinking in those terms. No, we don't, you don't keep progressing into oblivion. Mm -hmm. There's a time to go forward and a time to go back. And the wise person right now would be saying, We've really gone off the rails. We gotta go back. <laughs> uh, C.S. Lewis also has a quote from the the uh, his his book, his novel, the, the Voyage of the Dawn Shredder, where this one character is saying, you know, what don't you believe in progress? Mm -hmm. To the Caspian, who's the king, and he says essentially, he says, I've seen progress in an egg. We call it going bad. So <laughs> yeah. I love that. Right? Like pro again, progress is a neutral thing. It's what are you progressing towards? What are you moving yeah. away from? All these things matter so much. And I think, just think for us, very often if we're not critical thinkers, we hear these terms and we inherently give them some value that is not there. Yeah. So we have to totally. be wise. Yeah. Well, this is, yeah, this is, this feels like big stuff. Um, well, tell us, you know, in the world today, how big a deal is this really? Should, should people be caring about this? Should this be on their radar? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think what we see is, um, and again, Roger in his book talks about this. He has interviews with people from communist countries or former communist countries mm -hmm. where they're, they're saying, and I hear this a lot from, I've seen, heard from individuals, heard it from interviews, yeah. but people that were, were in Cuba, they were in Soviet Russia or wherever, and they're saying, what was happening when I was very young is happening now in America. Yeah, they're seeing it here. So I think we should be very aware of that. Um, I don't think we should become panicked or, you know, crazy, mm -hmm. but we have to be clear eyed and say, this is definitely happening. We need to be praying against it. We need to be aware of the, the ways in our community that we can push back against it in, in, you know, peaceful ways. Yeah. And as we've looked at these ideologies, I think it's pretty clear these ideologies are growing and multiplying mm -hmm. at a rapid pace and they're dominating every part of our culture. Yeah. And so this totalitarianism will keep growing unless something changes pretty yeah. significantly. Even yeah. in the church, right? Yeah, that's the sad thing to see is that it's even infiltrated the church. I mean, you know, I, I've driven past a lot of churches and I look over and they're on their flagpole, yeah. right? It's like that yeah. trans flag and stuff. It's like, oh man, it's so sad to to see. You yeah, know, whatever happening. is the the current cultural thing for that month, that mm -hmm. week, 
the the pastor or whatever is going to be talking about it yeah. and is going to be pushing that same agenda yeah. without thinking critically about it. And yeah, so that's very concerning. Whether it's sexuality or this talk about race or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. that's not grounded in what God's word says. Right. So. And going and going back to what you were saying originally too, it's it's the completely different gospel that they're preaching. You know, yeah. it's the social justice gospel. Um, but yeah. So uh, how do you how do you see all of this unfolding? Are we doomed? Um, I don't know, man. I, again, I'm like, <laughs> we're in God's hands and he's going to, he's yeah. going to, you know, deliver us from this in some way. But, um, yeah, the thing is I see the way I see it kind of developing is that you just never know these days mm-hmm. when you're going to say or do something that's going to be against, um, the orthodoxy, right. Of, yeah. of our secular religion. Mm-hmm. You never know what you said three years ago that today, if anyone heard it, would yeah. would be career ending for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it's it's growing all the time, and it puts you in that position potentially of fear and of bondage mm-hmm. to where you don't want to say anything. I mean, there's a lot of people, I would say, very much on the on the left, mm-hmm. and, you know, to be honest, that are that seem unwilling to say things like pornography is bad to show to kids, or it's bad in in classrooms, or even pedophilia yeah. is a sinful state or it's a ro- evil state. Yeah. To be in because I think a lot of people are caught in this this trap of well I've already agreed with all these steps in this sexual revolution mm-hmm. and now how can I how can I push against that when mm-hmm. in a couple of years th- we might have a different view on this right and yeah. we already are shifting with and the that's how you thing, yeah. you know if you're so bought into this ideology or at least peddling it you have to think like, well, what are people going to think about this in a couple of years? Like yeah. maybe right now people aren't ready for it, but if you know, the movement goes that way, I got to be ready to go. For sure. And at times when you buy in to some of these, uh, kind of wacky ideologies, it almost becomes illogical to not take the next step. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you say, you know, uh, love is love, like whatever, everyone should be able to work. Well, then why isn't like, pedophilia under that you know yeah. if it's just a matter of who you're attracted to totally give me yeah we go to all list. that stuff yep. yeah yeah and, and so uh, so many conversations i've had or conversations i've seen online or people are unwilling to give something very firm on that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well you know i wouldn't you know i mean Ugh. no i think that's not, probably not good you know yeah. but it's very very weak and so you see that and you go oh people are softening up yeah they realize that if if they wanted to be in the good graces of this religion, mm-hmm. then they have to be ready for what, I mean, again, we've talked about how that plus sign at the end of the, the, you know, alphabet, yeah. um, the alphabet soup is so important because it just means we're kind of ready for whatever might, might come. Yeah, totally. And so, uh, you know, who has plus the whatever we say yeah. in current year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, China's social credit system is a really interesting Mm-hmm. example. Now this is more authoritarian, yeah. right? Top down, but essentially in China, you get, you get scores on, you know, if you say the wrong thing or you do the wrong thing, you could not have your kids go to college or you could not be able to get public transit or go to the store. I mean, there's, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. And now we're doing this more voluntarily. So in America, we have things like the human rights campaign or other organizations that are pro LGBT, you know, kind of pro tolerance, organizations that essentially pressure companies mm-hmm. into bending to this secular religion. And the way they do it is through DEI or through ESG scores, yeah. right? Economic social governance. So 
essentially you get scored on how you comport with all the ideologies we've been talking about for the last 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. And if you don't fit in with them or if you don't promote them actively, then you might get a ding on your record and a big capital firm, right? a big venture capital firm or mm-hmm. investment firm may not give you money when you need it because you don't have a high enough ESG score. Yeah, One of the people that's talked about stuff. that a lot is, uh, is Elon Musk. Right. You know, he's talked about that a lot, about how evil that system is. Yeah. And it, again, it's weird when someone who I disagree with on so many things, because he is, I think, an atheist and all this stuff. Yeah. But man, like we're, we're, we're aligning on a lot more because of how crazy the world has gotten. Right. And that's right. one of those things where, no, we shouldn't be allowing these organizations to tell us what we should believe ethically speaking and morally. Yeah. It's, it's really concerning. And so tell us about the informal pressures with all of this as well. Yeah, so I think the the informal pressures are maybe even more concerning, right? right. We saw this one example of this was right after George Floyd mm-hmm. died. There was this, you know, the, the whole BLM movement exploded, mm-hmm. right? And if you weren't posting that square on your Instagram or Facebook, if you weren't mm-hmm. putting a sign up at your store, people were going to be asking you questions or even sometimes threats were happening, yeah. right? So in order just to kind of go along to get along, a lot of people did that. Yeah. And of course, you know, Black Lives Matter is a true statement. <laughs> right. I, I don't think that's controversial for most people, mm-hmm. but I think most people understand there's a lot more loaded into that term. Right. Just like if we said Planned Parenthood, like, are you for Planned Parenthood? And if I said no, you'd be like, oh, you don't want people to plan <laughs> their parenthood? You want to be unplanned? Uh-huh. Well, no. I mean, that's that phrase stands mm-hmm. for a whole organization yeah right it's a nice yeah. term mm-hmm. that means something different in this context and yeah. so blm the organization of course is i think stoking racial division it was mm-hmm. from day one it's it's the openly marxist right yeah. the founders have said on camera on it's recorded right we are trained marxists that's a great yeah. quote <laughs> um so they, they're all about that class warfare they um, they are anti-traditional family. That was one mm-hmm. in their stated, you know, in their mission statement and beliefs for a very long time. Yeah. And then, of course, they took a bunch of people's money and didn't right. use it at all to help minorities or help cities or anything. Oh they used goodness. it to buy million-dollar houses and yeah. and line their own pockets. I mean, that's all. If you didn't know any of that, then I don't know where you've been on that yeah. topic because <laughs> it's all very well known. And then you don't hear right. people actually even promoting the organization anymore because of yeah, how discredited it's, a lot more quiet. It's, it's been. But at yeah. first there, it was, you couldn't think about it, you couldn't question, you couldn't just say, oh, hey, I I agree with this, I agree with not mm-hmm. murdering, or I agree with like any racism, but mm-hmm. this isn't going to help. You know. Well, and, and I mean, what I think about too is the pressure was on, you know, if you take that specific situation, it's like, you better say the right thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, you better make the right post and it has to be whatever. It's like, oh, okay, maybe I could just like not do anything with it you know maybe can i just like not say a thing it's like oh no that's like that's a major crime and i know i've told you that like i had people in my life who were like you you didn't uh make post the black square like why didn't you do that you know we had people message us at a church right message me about why isn't the church using its platform yeah yeah as as if that is like our main goal, you know, or yeah. with nothing else to, yeah. In a hyper political organization, right? That's right. Like super divisive. Like if that's, yeah, yeah. create just crazy, crazy stuff. And that informal pressure is so mm-hmm. important in this soft totalitarianism. It's right. about families pressuring families and neighbors pressuring mm-hmm. neighbors to do the right thing, or you know, yeah. saying silence is violence, whatever it might be, to get you to say, I'm going to endorse something I don't. 
I, I have questions about or I don't agree with fully. Totally. You know, just don't think and just support it. Well, and yeah, and again, just to be clear with the the whole um, the whole church thing too, which is obviously our church is against racism. Yeah. I don't against murder. That, I think that's why I said that. I'm like. In case you're wondering, yeah, we're still against <laughs> racism and murder. Totally. Um, but then, if yeah. if we were to try every Sunday, if we were to comment on every single um, social issue that was going on like that week, yeah, we would have no time to be preaching the gospel. Yeah, you know, exactly. And that's our job. You know, and you see a lot of these churches. It's how it happens, right? You give a little bit, like, okay, we'll comment on this one thing. Oh, now we have to comment on the next and the next and the next. And then you're completely leaving even like Christ out of your church yeah. services, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, yeah that, that's a uh, anyway, rabbit tangent, trail, but a but good one. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good one. Um, so I, I think uh, let's just talk, let's just skip to talking about how should we respond to this. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to give some practical things. We've gotten into some weeds. It's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this again, will probably be have, our longest episode. Yeah, and if this. you have questions or comments or different thoughts, please like leave a comment because we mm-hmm. love hearing from you guys, and uh, and you know arguing if that's what you guys want to do, um, <laughs> or maybe we said something confusing. Yeah. How, so how should we respond to this? Well, I think that the number one thing I, sh- I could say is speak the truth. Yes. Speak the truth. Mm-hmm. Don't say things that you don't believe. Don't say things, especially that you know are false. Mm-hmm. Don't give into mm-hmm. that. Um, don't like if you're you're thinking your actions are controlled by things that are false. Mm-hmm. It's going to create this disconnect, and it really is spiritually damaging. Yeah, it's hard to state that clearly yeah. enough. But don't don't go along with lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, be willing to face the consequences of it's that. Gonna, it's going to wear on your soul to constantly be saying something you know is not true, right? Yeah. And uh, and going against what the Lord's commanded you, which is to speak the truth. So. Yeah. 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 So the first thing, speak the truth. Second, cultivate a strong faith. Again, these are really just kind of basics for every believer. But mm-hmm. if you want to prepare for this growing secular religion mm-hmm. and how it's going to be pushed on on all of us, you need to be so strong in your faith. Yeah. Right. And and the most radical thing that you could do most days is to get up and read your Bible. It's to get up and get on your knees and pray to God and give Him your burdens and ask Him to give justice to the world and to mm-hmm. to change our country or to change your 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 uh, neighborhood whatever it might be yeah. right and Go. and how refreshing too right when you're constantly just in a culture which is giving you lie after lie after lie yeah. you will find it so refreshing right water for our soul to read the word of god and to be going to something um, that is true and something that's dependable and something that doesn't change uh, year after year after year with every social uh, thing that's going on. Yeah, you absolutely. know, like we can depend on it and that's beautiful. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. And it's just, yeah, like you're getting that, as C.S. Lewis said, that, you know, wind of the ages to come and blow through the mm-hmm. stale room of your culture. And yeah. it's so important to have that. So cultivate a strong faith, go to church, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, again, basics here, but you need a community around you. Mm-hmm. So don't go, don't go to a church that's a compromising on everything. Mm-hmm. Refuse to stay in that kind of a culture, or at least do something to change that culture. Mm-hmm. But go to a church where you can talk to people and be honest about these things that we're seeing happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, get, I just get so much joy in hanging out with the men from our church and being able just to, to, to talk about the stuff of our day and say mm-hmm. things that you're not allowed to say in our culture, but we can yeah. be honest and say... I'm concerned about this or that. I'm concerned about yeah. what world our kids are going to be raised in. Yeah. So you need that so desperately. Oh, yeah. I, I know personally when, when I've talked to, you know, different friends or, or people about some of these issues, 
Um, and I'm, it's kind of right before maybe I'm going to make the decision to say the truth or just stay quiet. I know oftentimes it's legitimately helped me to think, you know what? Like, first of all, ultimately I have the Lord, right? And, And that's enough. But then it's also amazing to think, man, I have these amazing friends back at church who, you know, they're with me on these mm-hmm. issues too, and I, I can go for to them for um, encouragement too. And I am gonna, I'm gonna speak the truth to this person. I'm gonna do it in love, and I'm gonna do it gently. But you know, knowing that you have that support back mm-hmm. at church from those other people, there's really something to that, you know. And like on Sunday, I'm gonna go there, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my head high and tell them, yeah, I, I said this thing. We can encourage one another with that to do the same. Yeah. So. So you need a church, you need a community, yeah. and more than just a community, you need, you need God's people around you. Yeah. Um, a couple of, of, you know, things that maybe are a little less obvious One is be weird. Be <laughs> weird. Embrace being weird. Yeah. If you're a Christian, you, are, you don't belong to this world. You're in exile, right? You're a sojourner. So embrace that you're going to be different than the culture around you. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one story that stood out in Roger's book where he's talking to this couple and they say essentially, we would, they were in, you know, uh, Soviet Russia or in one mm-hmm. of those countries in, in Soviet Union. And they said, we would work hard to impart in our kids that they were different. And one of the ways we did that was through dressing them differently. <laughs> because they knew they were going to be lied to, manipulated all the time, they were so deep in this, they would help them to not conform mm-hmm. on an outward way so they could help them to see themselves as different inwardly. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think you have to dress weird. Maybe you already do and you don't even know it, right? <laughs> but that's I'm just saying embrace weirdness. Yeah. Embrace that you don't fit in. Yeah. Raise your own children. Raise your that's own good. children, right? Um, I think uh, homeschooling is a great option. It's not the only option, but at the very least, you need to spend a lot of time with your kids. Yeah. Be that primary voice in their lives. Be asking them questions. Keep dialogue open so when they're told some lie by a teacher or by whoever, a coach or something yeah. like that, you can tell them the truth. Right. Be actively and aggressively correcting those lies because they listen to you, especially at the young age, right? Yeah. I mean, be be vetting the shows that they're watching, yes. right? Yeah. Be if, if they're going to public school, be aware of what's being taught in that classroom. Yeah. You know, because... It's scary stuff that's being pushed to our children. And I mean, we've seen it now. Like they literally will proudly say, we're coming for your children. (laughs) It's like, well, no, me as a Christian man, I'm not gonna let that happen. Yeah. You know, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. So, and and by the way, if you can't homeschool and that's something that you desire, I think you should talk to your church about it. Um, I know for us, if if you go to GCC, come talk to me and we can Mm -hmm. try to figure something out. It's one of our goals as a church is to figure out how can we provide schooling for families that Mm -hmm. desperately want their kids to be in an environment with Christians and learning about God's word and they can't afford it. So I don't, I don't, I'm not promising an answer. I'm just saying, please let us know and we Mm -hmm. can try to figure something out. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing is be ready to pay the price. I think, I think we're not ready to just suffer in small ways now. Mm -hmm. And so we sacrifice you know, our future and integrity because we're going to sacrifice, we're going to have to sacrifice a lot more later. So you should be ready to lose your job in today's age. Mm -hmm. You should, you should be ready um, to have people think that you're crazy or to call you bad names Mm -hmm. because you say what the scripture says. You know, I heard a quote a while back um, about how, you know, in past ages, Christians were afraid of the raised fist, Mm -hmm. but now Christians are afraid of the raised eyebrow. Yeah. And that's very true. We don't want people to think that we're odd or, or different. So 
we have to learn to suffer in small things now so we can be ready for the challenges ahead. Yeah. I mean, what I always think of is uh, Christ said to take up your cross and follow me, right? Yeah. We should be ready to do that, you know? And, you know, in different ages, different times and places, that's going to look different. Yeah. But certainly, I, when I think of that, I'm like, well, I should be willing to have someone just be upset at me because, yeah. you know, I don't agree with them on every single thing. Absolutely. That's what's going to happen. So it's definitely been our longest episode, but I hope that it was helpful for you. Yeah. We'd love to hear your thoughts as well.